Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can make this a decade for Jesus. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about entering a new decade with hope. You know, there's a lot of reflection going on as we enter this new year. We're in a changing world. Some are saying that we're entering a post-Christian society, or we're already in it. I'm not so sure we're ever a Christian society to start with, but we certainly have seen a biblical worldview replaced with a sinful one, increasingly so over the past decade. And whether we're talking about uh, a radical shift in public opinion within only a few years away from biblical truth on issues like gender and sexuality or the debates over religious liberty or just the growing apathy towards religion that puts Christians on the outside looking in, this past decade has been a turning point. And these changes, I think, are going to continue in this new decade. And some seem to be terrified of what that means for the church. They say the church is falling apart. I don't know how many articles I've read about how asking how are we going to survive another decade. But let's set the record straight. No matter what is happening in the culture around us, Christians, we have everything we need to thrive. I've been reading this book over the past uh, few weeks over the break, Christians in the Age of Outrage. It's very good. I would highly recommend it. But it studies the shift in culture that we're witnessing. And it talks about culture like a river, where there are four primary streams. There's non-Christians, people who uh, belong to other religions or identify as secular, cultural Christians, people who uh, I, uh, say they are Christian because their parents or their grandparents were Christian, or maybe just because they were born in a largely Christian community. Then there's congregational Christians, people who would identify with a specific congregation and maybe go there a few times a year. And then there's convictional Christians, those who make their main identity revolve around Jesus. You know, putting aside the theological implications of those labels just for a moment, I want to talk about what the author's study found, and that is that there are as many, if not more, so-called convictional Christians today than there were in 2009. And that hasn't changed. What really has changed is those who haven't gone all the way. They, they haven't made Jesus their master. They're distancing themselves now further from faith than they once were. You know, whereas before, it was easier if you were sitting on the fence about your faith, decide with Christianity. Now the cultural divide has shifted and it's easier to say you're secular. So what we see is the people who once would check the box Christian, not necessarily because they were letting Jesus rule their lives, but just because that was the social norm at the time. Those people, they're now checking the secular box on surveys and embracing a secular worldview on questions of culture. You know, to many Christians, that shift feels like the end of our faith as we know it. We ask, how are we going to press on in a culture that's so hostile to us? But I'm convinced this is the reminder we need, that this world is not okay, and we shouldn't be comfortable with it. From 
terrorist attacks to racism to partisan politics that don't seem to have any sense of morality, we find ourselves constantly reminded now of just how wrong things are in this world. We are just reminded of the depth of evil that's present in this generation last Sunday with the church shooting in Texas. This is not the way things should be. And it should provoke the urgency we need to reach out into a dying world. As Paul wrote, redeem the time because the days are evil in Ephesians 5.16. So how do we do that? How do we make the most of 2020 when it seems like our culture is just slipping further and further away from God? Well, first, we need to realize that what is happening around us is not unprecedented. Uh, that word is thrown around an awful lot nowadays, unprecedented. Uh, just about every other headline on cable news uses that in some way now. And, and some of what we're seeing around us, it may be new to us, it may be new to our generation, but we are kidding ourselves if we think that the evil we see around us is unprecedented. As Solomon wrote, that which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun in Ecclesiastes 1.9. As Christians, we should be able to look back throughout history. And as it is revealed to us by God in the Old Testament, and we should know that what is happening around us right now isn't unique to this generation. We are seeing something that is just the natural result of living in a sinful world. And mankind has always waxed and waned between striving for obedience to God and rebellion. We see that when we read the Old Testament. I think we can look at more modern history of the past few hundred years and see that as well. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do what we can to slow or reverse this cultural shift away from God. Of course we should. We should be like the prophets who went to Israel over and over begging the nation to repent. But we shouldn't think that a culture slipping further and further into sin is new to us. Then once we put this cultural shift uh, that we're going through into perspective, we can realize that we already know how to make the most of this time. We already know how to redeem the time. When we realize that what we are going through is really nothing new, then we can look back into the Bible and see God's already told us how we should respond. Joel said it this way, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Or like Nehemiah quoted the instruction that God gave Moses, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me, and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. You know, when the people turned their backs on God, God instructed his prophets to respond in the same way over and over again. God told them, go to the people and warn them, plead with them to return to the, return to the Lord. And not just in how they act or uh, by what they do, but with their whole hearts. Rend your heart and not your garments. 
We can't be satisfied just because people start acting more morally. If we can get that to happen, it's great, but that's not enough. We need to provoke hearts to love God. That is a daunting task as we enter a new decade. And there are lots of ideas about how we can do it. How can we provoke love for God and a culture that wants nothing to do with him? But there's one other thing the prophets were always called to do, and that is to go to the people and call them to obey the commands of God. At first, that may not sound like it should provoke love for God. When we think of evoking love, maybe we think about improving our singing or or the polish on our worship services or uh, going to social media to reach more people or introducing some method or outreach. And those things are fine. And they're all methods people have come up with to grow the church. But for the prophets, God didn't speak very much about methods. He talked about the message. He said, remind people of the facts. Remind people of my commands. Stick to the word. Stick to the pattern I laid out for my people. And that's enough. No matter what is going on around us, no matter how evil our culture becomes, or no matter how good it becomes, we must remember that what we are experiencing is not unique to us. And God has already told us how we should respond. Return to the Lord with all your heart and stick to his commands. That's what we're going to try to do with a renewed passion in 2020. I'm glad you're starting off the year with us, and that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad that you did that with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.